0: some sneakers embroidered with the word equality.
1: That's the wrong way to protest, said white people about everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) According to a recent interview, director Luca Guadino hopes to make a sequel to the gay coming of age film, Call Me By Your Name.
1: It'll be about lesbians and it'll be called We're Both Named Brenda. (laughs) What? Brenda's another one of those names. You never run into anybody. You just had a little girl, and they named her Brenda. Hmm, It's a shame.
0: Too many lesbians with that name, apparently. Well, I don't know about that.
1: But... <laughs> She's a lesbian.
0: <laughs> Happy birthday to Betty White today. Um, I don't get that joke. I don't either. So I got a good tease here.
1: Uh, plastic surgery procedures that people, you can actually get. I have
0: calf implants, as you know.
1: That's probably on the list of some of these strange ones that you can get. But, for instance, ear pointing. (laughs) If you would, like, point your ears, Hmm. you can actually get that
0: done. And I do. I'm tired of people staring at my round, round ears. So that's on the way. Hey, round ears, they used to say to me in elementary school. You'd go home and cry. I hated it. I hated it. What obscenity would I most like to use on the air? Uh, BS. Right, correct. Yeah, it's my dream. <laughs> I have a dream, and I could say "bulls" on the air.
2: Make sure nobody listen Misses the final show.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I I will, and you know what? Everybody will be fine because everybody says it and hears it all the time. It's the the opening line of a uh, piece in the Chronicle of Higher Education by a professor from Notre Dame University. Christian Smith is his name. See, hunchback or regular back. Doesn't say. He says, quote, I have had nearly enough bless. He spells it out. The menorah is piled up so deep in the hallways, classrooms, and administration buildings of American higher education that I am not sure how much longer I can wade through it and retain my sanity and integrity. The name of his piece is higher education is drowning in BS. And it's morally corrosive, <clears throat> mortally corrosive to society. Did you say what he's a <clears throat> professor of? um now i gotta scroll to the bottom thanks to you thanks for that thanks hey everybody in the audience thousands of people just bear with me while i scroll to the bottom to help jack (laughs) professor of sociology there you go university of notre dame i consider myself an amateur sociologist well and that's one of your soft sciences one of your lefty leaning sciences so it's interesting that he's saying this but Uh, Even worse, the accumulated effects of all the academic BS are contributing to this country's disastrous political condition and ultimately putting at risk the very viability and character of decent civilization. Wow, that's pretty strong. Yeah. And he has a number of points which we can touch on and discuss as desired. What do I mean by BS? And boy, oh boy, howdy, I'm looking at you big state schools. B.S. is the university's loss of capacity to grapple with life's big questions because of our crisis of faith in truth, reality, reason, evidence, argument, civility, and our common humanity. B.S. is the farce of what are actually fragment diversities, claiming to be universities of hyper-specialization and academic disciplines, unable to talk with each other about uh, about obvious shared concerns. That's a little deep into academia. Um But this is more relatable. BS is the expectation that a good education can be provided by institutions modeled organizationally on factories, state bureaucracies, and shopping malls. That is, by enormous universities processing hordes of students as if they were livestock, numbers waiting in line, and shopping customers. BS is universities hijacked by the relentless pursuit of money and prestige, including chasing rankings that they know are deeply flawed. There is not an honest person in academia, or, well, academia broadly that doesn't scoff or bitterly criticize the university rankings, U.S. News and World Report and all those. Everybody hates them, and everybody chases them like crazy. Yeah, there, there are a lot of
1: uh, actual, systemic, <clears throat> dollar and cents problems with the whole university thing and why it sure. needs to be redone. And some of it is cultural, though. It's just it's just uh, attitudes. Right. And some of it is the how friggin' important it is for you as a kid or your parents to to, to, their, to their friends of what university you go to. Yeah.
0: There's it's, tremendous it's am- pressure.
1: It's amazing.
0: Yeah. This guy at some point calls for a, uh, a temporary, if not permanent, but at least a temporary boycotting of cooperating with those ranking organizations. But, you know, it's funny. As little D was looking at various colleges uh, and universities, uh, we decried those even as we looked at them. You know, and if somebody was ranked, you know, 284th in political science or whatever, it probably it was crossed off the list. Although, 284th? What are you teaching over there? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, BS is a tenure system that provides guaranteed lifetime employment to faculty who are lousy teachers and inactive scholars, not because they espouse unpopular viewpoints that need the protection of academic freedom, but only because years ago they somehow were granted tenure. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, BS is the shifting of the burden of teaching undergraduate courses from traditional tenure-track faculty to miscellaneous, often underpaid adjunct faculty and graduate students. Yeah, the actual educating is less and less of a priority.
1: So the, the whole tenure thing, which has been talked about a lot in the world of talk radio... It, it, is the whole reason the idea that you're free to say what you want? Is that yeah. the whole reason for
0: it? Yeah, well, academic freedom how, in well, an era of academic well, lockstep.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. W- w- academic uniformity. So, what, what, how much doesn't get said on college campuses, or wouldn't get said that's getting said now if you could did away with tenure? Yeah. not much.
0: If anything, here's a social professor saying B.S. is the grossly lopsided political ideology of the faculty of many disciplines, especially in the humanities and social sciences, creating a homogeneity. Homogeneity. (laughs) homogeneity. It's all the same. I I know how to pronounce most of those words with that root, but that's a new one on me. It's all the same of worldview, to which those faculties are themselves oblivious, despite claiming to champion difference, diversity, and tolerance. Then he drops an unfortunate... uh, metaphor in the following one and and that one that one you know what that one is so important and it's so big it's so egregious it's so outrageous but you know we've hammered it so many times i don't have a lot of patience for that discussion there is a one-sided view of the world being offered at universities and it's not only one-sided it's an extreme version of that side and it's offered with the you know the backdrop that anybody who disagrees is an evil person and should be silenced. I mean it's dangerous effing stuff. But moving along. Here's your unfortunate metaphor. BS is hyper-commercialized college athletics and administrations sucking the teats of big money. Yeah. Often in the process exploiting and discarding rather than educating student athletes and recurrently corrupting recruitment programs, tutoring services and grading systems. I, I don't know. It's fun to watch the games lighten up.
1: But how did the two get? You know, how did we end up where we are? Like I always say, if you were going to start from scratch and design a system for educating people across the country, you wouldn't include big time college sports mm-hmm. and coaches that make six million dollars a year. You wouldn't. You would, you you wouldn't even wouldn't even come up right as a, as a starting point. Yeah. My uh my niece, who's at the University of Kansas, was talking about her the cost of her books and wondering how much it went to. Coach self six million dollar basketball coach contract is one of the top coaches in the country. Of course, they bring in a t- tremendous. Amount I think of him, right? I think
0: those programs are but, the the ones at the successful schools of big schools are self supporting. Yeah, but, mostly.
1: But just but, mm-hmm. why why is it in the, why is it involved at all?
0: Right, it's it's odd that the two have been coupled together and, and yeah. have become you know completely necessary. I got it. Well, I'm, nah, I was going to disclose something I shouldn't disclose. So I'll move along. Uh, B.S. is the ascendant culture of offense that shuts down the open exchange of ideas and mutual accountability to reason and argument. It is university, it is university leaders' confused and fearful capitulation to that secular neo-fundamentalist speech policing. That's a great sentence. It's a little
1: You might have thick, to say that again so I can follow it. I'm, unlike Trump, I didn't score a 30 out of 30 on that test.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You kept calling the lion a hair tiger. <laughs> Couldn't, could not ID that beast. It is university leaders' confused and fearful capitulation to that secular neo fundamentalist speech policing, the culture of offense. It is neo fundamentalist. It is so reminiscent of fundamentalist Islam or, or you know, your your super hardcore Christian sects that just. You just, you can't even utter some words. The fact that it's on a university is ironic and nightmarish to, you know, it's it's crazy. It's, it's the neighbor eating his uh, dog's poop syndrome that we've discussed. It's, it's uh, probably one of the only philosophical musings that uh, we can really claim credit for. It's the idea that if you look over your neighbor's fence and you see him eating his dog's poop, there's no point in explaining to him, hey, eating your dog's poop is unhealthy and bizarre because he's so crazy you can't reason with him universities that shut down the free exchange of ideas cuz it's too dangerous and scary are so crazy there's no point in pointing out to them you're supposed to you're that's what you are is a place for people to trade ideas you're you're that's hate speech there's no point in trying to, re, to, to reason with them UC Berkeley is on its hands and knees eating its dog's crap wow quote me quote me <laughs> okay There's more from the BS hating professor coming up that will grab your attention, I think. I've also
1: got a list of peculiar plastic surgeries that you can get done.
0: These are are things that that. actually happen. I got a little spare cash. I could use a little nip and tuck. Age has not been kind to me. (laughs) (laughs) What do we have in mind? You know, I've always wanted a bigger Adam's apple. Can you do that for me? Whoa.
1: Whoa. An apple lift. I know you can get them shaved if you're doing the trans thing <laughs> from man <men laughs> to woman. You can get your your, tr- your trachea uh, oh shaved.
0: Boy. Wow. Which doesn't
1: sound pleasant.
0: There's several parts of me I shaved,
1: but the trachea ain't one of them. Yeah. Mm. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West.
1: It's a new Jimi Hendrix song that has hit the scene that they found somewhere.
2: Sounds like Jimi Hendrix. I believe this to be a Muddy Waters
1: cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was probably a cover of something some slave came up with in
0: 1850. Boy, I like how raw it is, how unproduced it is. You feel like you're in the room listening to it. service near Mama you. Oh, man. Yeah. manage How do you spell that? M-A-N? Right. No B. It's part of the uh, competency task the president took the other. It's actually not. How
1: about eyelash implants? Mm. Would you like those? That's oh, and on, how. On the list of plastic surgery procedures that you can actually get. Mm. Eyelash implants if yours aren't long and luscious enough.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll zoom through the the Chronicle of Higher Education thing so we can get to that important information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will just tell you this. This this guy is fair. He's even-handed. He says, BS. He's talking about the BS of uh, higher education, how college is killing itself. Um, BS is the anxiety that haunts some faculty at public universities in very conservative states about expressing their well-considered but unorthodox beliefs for fear of being hounded by closed-minded students and parents or targeted by grandstanding politicians. sure that happens as well. It's tough to imagine on the West Coast, but it happens. Uh, I like this one. This one's controversial. BS is the standard, uh, I guess it's is the other one I'm thinking of. BS is the standard undergraduate student mentality fostered by our entire culture that sees college essentially about credentials and careers and money on the one hand and partying oneself into stupefaction on the other. Okay, fair enough. Ah, let a guy relax and have a good time. But here, here's one thing that I believe in and I don't talk about much because I seem to be really in a minority these days. B.S. is the failure of leaders in higher education to champion the liberal arts ideal that colleges should challenge, develop, and transform students' minds and hearts so they can lead good, flourishing, and socially productive lives. And they're stampeding into the practical enterprise of producing specialized workers to feed the economy. So college is, to a large degree, about enlarging your mind, learning how to think critically, learning about the world so you can function, people around the world, so you can function in the world as opposed to a training academy for a specific job in the economy. But the the zeitgeist, particularly among um, Conservatives, for some good reasons, some bad reasons, but is that no, you got to be training people for a specific job. Otherwise, it's a waste of your money. I've never believed that. I don't believe that now. On the other hand, If college is going to cost what it currently costs, it's morally indefensible to charge that to kids and not, like, pay it off with a a really useful field.
1: You can get an awful lot of that information on your own just reading a lot of books.
0: Yeah, you can. Well, it used to be, though, it was a really good, organized, efficient way to gain that knowledge. And, you know, it was not cheap, but it was not terribly expensive. Now it's a friggin' just mind-boggling financial burden. I wish we could strip it down from the
1: beginning. Uh, It'd be impossible. There's too much money involved. But... When all this information is out there on a computer, I mean, literally, the only place you could get a lot of this information, not that long ago, was on a college campus in their libraries. Mm-hmm. It didn't exist anywhere. How yeah. would you? How would you? Where would you get it? Well, I don't.
0: Uh, I, I'm not going to dismiss the idea of teaching. You know?
1: Oh, sure. There's something to that, but not. It's not worth several hundred thousand dollars. Certainly not. No, I agree completely. I think you just go read the stuff on your own. So, right. It's Learn, a, a, read all the, this is what I've done, uh, because I never paid attention in college, didn't care that much for some reason. I have that in common with Winston Churchill. For some reason, that and being a drunk. For some reason, until I was like 25, I just didn't have that much interest in learning things. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like in my mid 20s, I thought, you know what? I'd really like to know more. Mm. And I started, It's uh, an awakening. I started looking up college curriculums and seeing what books they make them read and started reading all those books. Mm-hmm. You can do it on your own. I'm, I'm, I've I'm, gotten way more education post-organized education than I did before. Not even close
0: mm-hmm. for me, but it's out there and you can do it. And, and by the way, you don't know this because he doesn't talk about it in the air. He hazes himself. Oh, yeah. He has a one-man fraternity, <laughs> and he hazes himself. The- a lot of naked spankings. I mean, a lot.
2: The only thing, and I really do believe that the only thing universities and colleges have to offer these days is the accreditation, is that certificate at the end that says, no, you completed this. Right. And the more ridiculous and the more absurd that their policies get, they are just devaluing the
3: only oh, thing that, left that they have yeah. to give.
1: And that has been proven over and over again. Uh, oh high school God. degrees and college
0: degrees are, are not an indication of what they used to be. I was going to go crazy on this. We just we ran out of time the other day that California has quietly canceled eliminated the high school exit exam completely they weakened it then they like postponed it then finally all right we tried to give a high school education in california some value there be some standards we we can't anymore because well because nobody can pass the test and a lot of so many people can't pass and
1: a lot of it has to do a whole bunch of people don't speak english right sure And nobody wants to talk about that, which is one of the reasons you have to just eliminate it.
0: So the state of California, as an official government policy, will now give high school diplomas to people who don't know a fraction of what they ought to know to get a high school diploma. That is the policy of the government. That's incredible. Cal Unicornia.
1: And it costs more than it's ever cost before.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So my butt is sagging. Can I get some sort of butt lift? Uh, Yeah, I think that's a fairly well-known sort of procedure. Really? Um, But how about a knee lift? Oh. The procedure removes saggy skin from the knees in order to make them look more youthful. I've known people with saggy
0: knees. It's not a great look. Yeah, I think women particularly worry about it. I'm not gonna harass anybody for that. What are you gonna do? You you stayed alive, you're getting a little old, you got a little sag going. But it's not a good look. Is that people
1: who've lost a lot of weight? Is that what happens there? You're not gonna get the saggy knees? I don't know.
0: Is there like
2: an ankle sturdier? I'm really, like, I think my ankles aren't as sturdy as they should be. (laughs) Ankle reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a very, it's a weak joint. It needs to be better.
1: Um, Including one of these on the list we've talked about before, but God, when I think about it, it gives me pain and makes me ill. One of these plastic surgery procedures. Go on. I've never seen anybody with it, and God, if I ever do, I'm going to yak.
0: Uh-oh. What is it? I'll save it. Are you saving it? I'm saving it. Yeah. you are going to have to stay
1: tuned. That's called a tease in this business. Ooh. See, the longer you listen, the more
3: money I make. That's the way it <laughs> works. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall. Well, former White House strategist Steve Bannon's at the center of growing controversy on more on what neighbors saw and didn't report about the horror house in California. Coming yeah. up minutes from now, Armstrong and
1: Getty. Well, we all want there to be something obvious so that this can't happen again, right? I hope you have something obvious. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show if you are not born with adorable dimples like my uh, youngest son has you can have plastic surgeons put them in how do they do that
0: carve them in hold <laughs> still hold <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: still i'll give you a dimple Huh. Anyway, you got some other plastic surgeries you can get, including one that makes me want to yak when I think about it. Um, let's get All right,
0: to- hang on a second. I got a quick one. I was going to go big on this, but as usual, we've run out of time. How much? How, what time is it? Yeah, I got a second. All right, so this whole DACA argument, the whole dreamer They're dreamers, argument, Joe. The I'm a dreamer, Jack. How about fairy dust angels? That's every bit as relevant to term as dreamers. So fairy dust angels. This discussion. Trump with his asshole, his shizzle-hole country thing. Uh, the All that, the deal, conned together, yeah. falling apart. What is the context for all that? What are we talking about more broadly? We're trying to reach a deal on anybody. It's a budget deal. They're trying to come yeah. to a budget deal. Uh-huh. All the conversation in the mainstream media is about a very small number of Illegal immigrants who are brought as kids, no volition of their own. I have a great deal of sympathy for those people for the for what it's worth. Right. I, I'm more than willing to cut them some sort of deal and let them stay. Just so you know my politics on it. That's been the entire discussion of a budget deal. How odd when every single American taxpayer owes $170,000 unsecured to the national debt. Every taxpayer, $170,000, $63,000 per citizen. The U.S. national debt, well past $20 trillion, headed for twenty-one. trillion. So but is... our entire conversation is about a very small group of people yeah. and their immigration concerns. We
1: should come up with the numbers on that. How much would the whole DACA thing be? How much money would that be out of the total budget, which is however many trillion? Um, maybe well, and that's it's not
0: even a budgetary question. It's an immigration question that is a bargaining chip for a right. budgetary discussion.
1: But maybe that's the game they're all playing. We all discuss this, fight about it, argue about it, call each other names, yeah, and don't talk about anything else that we could do to uh, to get our spending in control.
0: Right, and when we talk about the media, how biased they are toward conflict and drama and angst and hatred and the rest of that because it sells commercials, this is what I'm talking about. How conceivably could you be talking about this budget discussion entirely through the lens of a very small group of uh, folks? whose immigration status is somewhat murky. It's ridiculous.
3: News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Associated Press is now reporting Steve Bannon's attorney relayed questions in real time to the White House during a House Intelligence Committee interview of the former Trump chief strategist yesterday. During the day-long interview, Bannon's attorney, Bill Burke, was asking the White House Counsel's Office by phone whether his client could answer those questions. Really? He was told by that office not to discuss his work on the transition or anything that he did in the white house during his time there are you allowed to do that in a closed session i was going to ask joe because he was (laughs) going to become a lawyer i almost went to law school but yes that branch of
1: the law marshal back to you (laughs) all right that sounds very odd it doesn't seem like you ought to be able to do that right in a closed session because what's the point of a closed session then if you can
0: well maybe you demanded a closed session to come and speak openly but um as the as the uh, witness that's really odd of course, was he, he wasn't under oath?
3: No, he he, he was there, uh, I believe, on his own volition, or he'd be invited. Oh, that's because, interesting.
0: I want, want to know more about that. Yeah,
3: because now the House Intelligence Commission, uh, Committee's issued a subpoena to force Bannon to testify. And if he doesn't testify, then he's facing contempt of Congress charges. So that's like
0: what, Eric Older. <laughs> yeah,
3: so that's what came down yesterday. Neighbors of the couple who kept their 13 children captive in their Paris, California home are talking to reporters now. The Turpin's neighbors saying over the years, they rarely saw the children outdoors. In fact, most of the neighbors had no idea there were 13 brothers and sisters inside the house. Some occasionally say the kids uh, would come out on the front lawn and uh, they would try and talk to them. The kids would either not talk to them at all, or they would answer like drones. Yeah, And some of the neighbors say occasionally they would see the children through the second-story windows of the home late at night, marching back and forth and back and forth. And then there was one neighbor who says his dad, who worked late nights, would see the family all get into a car around midnight, 3 a.m., and then they would leave for hours at a time, and nobody knows where they went.
1: But none of those are enough to make you call the police on your neighbors. Well, That's just
0: odds, yeah. Nobody knew there were 29-year-old women who looked like emaciated adolescents being chained to beds and what have you. It's pretty clear they're some sort of way over-the-top, mentally ill, uh, uh, hyper-fundamentalist religious types. They had this bizarre idea of keeping their kids sheltered from the sinful world. Yuck.
3: Now, on an entirely different note, we got a new survey out that looks at the difference between dog owners and cat owners. Got a survey by Mars Pet Care. 1,000 dog owners, a 1,000 cat owners. They looked into the differences between them, and among them, they found cat owners see Have themselves... No
1: testosterone.
3: Cat owners see themselves as being more creative and are nearly four times as likely to work in creative fields like our own Positive Sean. I bet you do see yourself that way. Dog owners. <laughs> How do others
1: see you? Dog owners. Good one, Sean. Dog...
3: That's a good
1: one. A lot of people who see themselves as artists, yeah. someone else would look at you and say, yeah, I've seen you doodle a few things. Have you ever sold anything? You're a soft head who's wasting their
0: life.
3: The uh, survey also found dog owners tend to earn more money and are twice as likely to
0: work in the financial field. Yeah, because uh, cat owners sit Around stroking her cat, thinking they're an artist. Dog owners, we get out and we chase the tennis ball of success. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hillary.
3: Cat, cat owners see themselves as... Uh, well, cat owners uh, are more likely to watch a documentary and to prefer musicals and indie films, much like Positive Sean.
1: This is all uh, not... Which is kind of interesting. I mean, <laughs> we we all know this about the difference between dog owners yeah. and cat owners. Dog
3: owners are bigger fans of horror and action movies.
2: I clearly don't like musicals and my favorite movies are comic book ones. Any other mischaracterizations <laughs> you'd like to throw my way, Marshall? Cat owners... Is this hit piece.
3: Cat owners are more likely to enjoy hobbies like reading and writing yeah. positive sean you like to read games, you like to write all day long dog owners are more likely to perform uh, to prefer sports yoga and dancing
0: there you <laughs> go. so i do love to dance
3: and lastly cat owners are more likely to spill their thoughts and their secrets to their pet then dog owners Cause will. Cause people yeah, no won't talk fluffy. To
0: you. Yeah, it's because I'm aware that my dog is not cognizant; uh, that he doesn't understand me.
3: Because other people won't talk to you. That's funny. <laughs> nice. That's why I have all these cats as my friends around the house. Just so you and me, Whiskers. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm sure you do see yourself that way.
0: Yeah, I tell you fun. what, we had a former coworker who stank of cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? She had a That's number right. of cats, and yeah. she had the 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 SOC about her. Yeah. She
1: really um, smelled like a lot of cats. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Listen, if you <laughs> own two cats or more, go to a trusted friend, trusted co-worker today and yeah. ask them, do I reek of cats? Because you don't want to. No.
1: Uh, some plastic surgeries you can get if you want to. Maybe you want to change your look up a little bit. That, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West.
3: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. Like President star. Trump today made a surprise appearance at a women of America panel at the White House said Trump four four six three
3: seven six <laughs> all right let's move on to the bikini competition <laughs> hey now um mm. plastic proceed
1: hmm, plastic mm. surgery procedures you can actually get coming up in a second I got a couple of texts for you though uh, on Trump's fitness, he got a 30 for 30 on his cognitive test, which you would think would put to, uh, to rest the, is he losing it questions at least somewhat. Sure. Um, my doctor said the best thing you can do for your health is to pick your ancestors, hmm. which is more or less what Trump's doctor said. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good line. Great genetics. I'm sitting here at my job, trying to think of something else I'd like to do for work, and bam—you guys smack me over the head with the perfect job: Communist Sock Counter, mm. which is also a great band name. Yeah, Communist not bad. Sock Counter. Uh, and this one: the day my son graduated from UC Davis, he turned to me and said, "Mom, everything I've learned I could have gotten on YouTube." Mm-hmm. Cool. Here you go. I mentioned fake dimples. You can get six-pack sculpting. Oh yes, commonly done. Plastic surgeon can flatten out your stomach, and then etch lines in the abdomen to make it look like you have great abs.
0: That seems like a great idea health-wise.
1: And it's got to look just fantastic. God, that is so sad. You get going for, like, touch-ups every three months? How does...
2: I don't know. Or you could lose the weight.
1: Nah, I-, I, couldn't get a- I couldn't get a six-pack under any circumstances. Some people can, some people can't. Well, yeah. Abs are made in the kitchen, Jack. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, gotcha. You don't eat. <laughs> yeah. I, I had practically 0% body fat when I was in high school. And I, my abs didn't show. Mm-mm. Just wouldn't build that way. Belly button surgery. That's a common one. You're just not I happy want to a just, second one. <laughs> <laughs> like side by side, like eyes or one in the back? Haven't decided. <laughs> I was right, picturing right on, one over the other. Right on your forehead. Um, Eyelash transplants for people who don't like their eyelashes. I had never... Thought about my eyelashes ever in my life. They had never crossed my mind mm. until uh, somebody told me one time, not that long ago, I don't think you have really short eyelashes. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I, guess I, <laughs> I guess I do. I guess I do. How are you like that? And I'd never, I'd never paid attention. I'd never thought about it. I'd never noticed other people's.
0: But you since tend I to found that get a that lot of out, stuff
1: in your eye. Both of my sons have long eyelashes like their, their mm. mom. Hmm which I guess is a benefit of some sort. Sure, I don't it's know. attractive. People I don't like that. I've been living my whole life with tiny little eyelashes.
0: Stumpy and- little <laughs> lashes, people <laughs> laughing at you behind but you your can, back.
1: You can get a transplant if you're not happy with oh, it. Oh, That's good, finally. Oh, Asian like- blepharoplasty. Huh? Blepharoplasty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had number seven done already based on my speaking. Uh, a procedure that's popular among Asian women, it can make <clears> someone <throat> look more bright-eyed by creating an eye that appears larger. Ah. So, some sort of lid lift? I guess. Knee lifts, I mentioned, for people who have sagging skin on their knees and want to make them look more youthful. Or my My knees aren't youthful looking enough.
2: I wonder if that's tied to the the Japanese animation style, where everybody has like these really big kind of
1: very not eyes. very not Asian eyes. My right. kids like the Pokemon stuff, and yeah, the all the Asian the the girls in these Pokemon cartoons dress like whores. Yes, they do, and they don't have well, Asian. They're eyes. they're child whores. Why are you wearing high heels and thigh highs? Yeah, child whore <laughs> <laughs> chasing a Pokemon. What is going on there? You weird culture. I'm telling you. Ear pointing, if you don't like, uh, you know, th- it makes you permanently look like a pixie if your ears are pointier.
0: Oh, that sounds really good. Not the least bit the province of the crazy to get that. Really helps with my elvish cosplay at my Lord of the Rings themes parties. <laughs> right.
1: El- elvish, elvish, cro- there you go. You
0: can get scrotum. Say that blasphemy thing again. You can get
1: something called scrotox, which is exactly <laughs> yes. what it sounds oh, like. Oh, boy. Botox uh, for
3: the scrotum. That's what I was waiting for.
0: How was it for you, honey? Good, but your wrinkly, wrinkly scrotum was really a distraction. Well, I, there's nothing I can do. Says you. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> I'm
1: staring down at your round ears and trying not to lose uh, you know, track of what's going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Says you, round ear. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm so sorry. I'll get my scrotum Botoxed if you'll get your ears pointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, palm line modification. So. Surgically changes the lines on your hand. It's popular in Asian cultures which believe it could change their fate. You are as dumb as a stone. Yeah, no kidding. God. Getting, well, uh, and meanwhile they're
0: slaughtering tigers and rhinos and the rest of it for their horns and claws and all to give them better boners. God, how, please join us in the 20th century. We'll we'll spot you an extra century. Oh
1: my god, you're living in the 5th century. Yeah. How painful has it got to be to get different lines put in your hands? Because it'll change your fate. Sure, of course it will. That makes perfect sense. God dang it, you're dumb. And then finally this one, which we've talked about before, but if I ever run into somebody who's had this done, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Tongue splitting. Oh, boy. Yarr.
2: Yarr.
0: Doctors can split the tongue down the middle to make you look like a lizard. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can. <laughs> they can also gouge at your eye or burn you with a cigarette. I will pull your goddamn tongue out of <laughs> the roots. Oh, Dr. Elvis. <laughs> wow. This man, speak with forked tongue. Oh, God.
1: Yikes. God, I, God, God get, what, what if one of my kids does that someday? How am I going
0: to react to that? Learn to juggle or something, you want attention. God. God, <laughs> no, jeez. <laughs>
2: I'm strong and giddy, I'm getting ready All final thoughts?
1: I want you before you get your tongue split. Tell me how you think this is going to help your life. Oh boy, what is it going to make better about your life? Here, golly. Uh, here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up.
0: Hey, positive
2: Sean, your final thought? Yes, the American Crime Story next season. Now these are the people behind the uh, the the juice juice. The People versus OJ Simpson show. They are back with their new season. It starts tonight. This one is the assassination of Gianni Versace. Mm, it's supposed to be pretty good. I'll check it out. Let
0: you know. Yeah, you're not wearing Versace anymore,
3: Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts. I'm heading home to wait for the overhead garage uh, door repair team while toasting Betty White on this, her 96th birthday. I'll tell you, life in the fast lane. Michelangelo, final thought. 18 years on AG, which means I like you guys, I like the show, and I lack initiative. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Some
0: good honesty right there, Jack. Do you have a final thought for
1: us? Yeah, one of the questions on Trump's cognitive test, they would give you a pair of words, and you have to say what they have in common, like orange and banana, train and bicycle, Ghana and Haiti. You probably nailed that one. <laughs> Hello.
0: I get it. My final thought: My two big kids are flying back to their regular lives these days after uh, Christmas. Junior's been great to see him. Man, I'm going to miss him. But you know what? The world keeps turning. Got to go do their own thing. But man, I still worry about them.
1: I don't like the march of time. Can anything be done about that? Oh, man. I got no use for it. None. I keep telling my six-year-old, I want you to just stop right here. I like it. It's fun. I can carry you around on my shoulders. We play Tickle Monster. You're not going to want to do that when you're 26. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Our contact info is there. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at ArmstrongEgetty at yahoo.com. Something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. Y'all do a great job of keeping an eye out.
1: I just saw IHOP has all-you-can-eat pancakes today. I'm in. I can eat a lot of pancakes. How many you think you can eat? 50. Whoa. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, See you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating
0: incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns
3: and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
0: Thank you, and good night. <laughs>
3: the show's over.
0: What? Bye-bye.
3: They grow into strong women that return to destroy your world.
0: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.